the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. VoiceAmerica.com welcomes you to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Now here's the host and founder of Rack and Roll Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. Good morning, everybody. That's the host of Blackman Rakowitz Public Relations, or the founder of Blackman Rakowitz Public Relations, and yes, the host of this show. And today we have on a friend of mine by the name of Justin Blaine, who has a lot of great things to talk about. Welcome, Justin. Good morning. Good morning. Are you awake? Uh, barely. Ha, 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 ha. Rough night last night? No, I just have to readjust my alarm clock to get up a little earlier. Um, you know, it's tough. There are some people that are morning people and some people that are nighttime people, and it looks like that you and I are on opposite ends of the spectrum, perhaps. I think you are correct. <laughs> that would be right. But that's okay, because when we talk about what you do, um, kind of the sports stuff, not really so much the industry stuff, um, you know, you would you would think that, you know, you would be a day and night person because you, you know, were a baseball pro. Yeah, that so is true. You had to get up really early when you had to do training, right? And then everybody goes out at night, and even though you're not supposed to, you all party. Yeah, you know, back in college, we'd have to get up for lift weights at 5.30 and then you know, practice or game throughout the day, and you're right, we, we would still go out at night, so... But you get used to that, and then you switch to a real-world business lifestyle and can't do anything during the week and night, or at least not for me, because I'll never function the next day. No, well, exactly. I um, I have to share with you, just for dialogue purposes, that I grew up with the New York Mets. I grew up in Queens, New York. Ooh, okay. And um, literally, you know, a lot of the players lived in our, in our co-op because we lived very, very close to Shea Stadium. Okay. And... Um, uh, boy, they came back. You know, they came back from a game, and they still like to party. <laughs> I, so I know the day in the life of a baseball pro. I mean, it's although I have to say that the New York Mets have been waiting for the magic to come back since 1969, and I haven't seen any. You? <laughs> I know I haven't seen it either. But I actually, I grew up a Cubs fan. So, I was, so me, my family, my grandparents waited a long time. We're still waiting, actually, about since 1908. So. Wow. A little bit longer tenure. I'll say. <laughs> uh, yeah, it beats me. I know. Beats me. <laughs> but, um, you know, we'll, we'll start off at the beginning of the show by saying that I thought you would be an interesting guest because um, not only were you a part of the World Series win with the Philadelphia Phillies, which is pretty exciting, but what you want to do with, you know, that baseball status and how you want to help develop clinics in the community in conjunction with Pepperdine um, to get kids to play baseball, right? Yeah, that's, that's right, and uh, I appreciate you having me on the show and getting, getting the message heard, and yeah, I'll give you a little bit of a rundown. I, I was with the Phillies for three years, but actually my timing was terrible because I left them in March, and I actually got out of baseball last March, and so I missed the, almost the whole World Series run while... My former teammates and, and friends, like some of my best friends, they, you know, they're celebrating them, watching them on TV in October, and they, you get these World Series rings and these huge bonus checks, and I'm sitting back here in Southern California watching it all unfold. But, I mean, I still felt like I was a part of it because, you know, those are guys I'd grown up with. I lived with them every day for 
past three years. You know, you play 140 games in 160 days, and you really get to know guys when things aren't as rosy as they seem. Um, okay, yeah, no, I would imagine that it was kind of, it, it was probably killing you. <laughs> yeah, no, it was. It, it was funny because the, my timing the last few years is, I don't know what it is. It hasn't been correct because I left baseball and then my team wins the World Series and then I uh, joined the stock market and then it has the worst year since the Great Depression. And, yeah, I'm, I'm waiting to see what unfolds in 2009, but hopefully the clinic will turn out a little bit better for me. Yeah, I love the way that we're all referring it to, you know, to as the Great Depression. It really kind of scares me because, you know, it, it was a recession for a long time. You know, everybody was saying... Oh, we're in a recession. Oh, it's a soft economy. Nobody wanted to say the D word because it sort of is a, you know, self-fulfilling prophecy, for lack of a better word. You say the D word, you say depression, and you're in a depression. And now, you know, finally people are saying, oh, my God, we're in a depression. I had one of our provisor colleagues on the show last week, Michael Narvid, and he was very, very, very clear throughout the whole show, like, yes, we are in a depression, and here's why. And it was just kind of surreal and scary. You know why, Justin? Because, you know, we're one of those people now that are going to have kids. Well, I, I, I'm going to have grandkids, okay? And we're going to be able to s- sit down with them and say, yes, back in 2009 we had to survive. And, uh, you know, yeah, they were, you know, running out of stock of food because they had to be given away on bread lines. And it's really frightening, but I'm glad that you're doing something to give back. Well, that's okay. It's a perfect time, and I would encourage all of your sponsors, okay, that if they're going to support anything, they have to support our children, because what's really next in our future? It's the children that are going to really build our future, so if you're doing something like having a baseball clinic along with some of your team buddies, which we'll talk about in a little bit, um, you know... I mean, it'll, it, it's a great thing. I mean, why should children have to be in an environment where all their parents are depressed because they're losing their jobs and they don't have money and they're all stressed out about the economy? They need a safe place to go, and look what you're providing. Right. Well, you know, I thought it was a fitting example watching the Super Bowl, and NBC, I guess, reported that they sold $300 million worth of ads, you know, for the, the $3 million spots. And I thought it was interesting because you'd think that people would be cutting back, but... In reality, I guess some companies are saying, "Yeah, we're going to pay this money so that people see us, and we're being, you know, we're being shown as many times as we can be, and we're still here, and we're still strong." And I mean, the clinic is kind of uh, a microcosm of it because, at least locally, I mean, if you have a local company, a sporting goods store, they play it against sports. I mean, I guess they get just free publicity. But this is an example. They, you know, maybe not everyone knows about them, but they, by sponsoring or helping. Know, advertise with the, with the clinic can really do great things for for their customer base, and that's just one example out of many that really can have a part in supporting the clinic. Oh, I think you're right, and um, in in talking about your observation about the Super Bowl, you're absolutely right. The you know you had the same amount of advertisers pay, paying three million dollars for a spot. So the notion of advertising and support didn't change, and that's really good for your clinic. The thing that did change, however, is advertisers has advertisers had to think a little bit differently about the way they marketed the products. And instead of seeing commercial after commercial that spent millions in special effects, 
you saw more commercials that concentrated on slapstick and dialogue, sort of like little Three stooges kind of stuff. And I use the Budweiser commercial as a great example of that. Um, I mean, of course, you had your 3D and Sobe put in a lot in terms of special effects and digital. But other than that, you saw like a lot of mini, well-written, old-fashioned comedy kind of screenplays. So... You know, advertising doesn't go away. Advertising just has to be approached differently. I think the notion of supporting kids in, you know, baseball, which couldn't be any more of a healthy apple pie, you know, safe kind of sport, to discipline them, that you could have fun, yet still be a team and be responsible, really falls into the kind of sponsorship category that the local mom and pop has to support. Yeah, I mean, Southern California is, probably, if not the biggest, one of the top two or three hotbeds for baseball in the whole country. And, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, when when I was a kid growing up and my friends were growing up and starting to play ball, we didn't have local former pro athletes trying to give back and support us because just, frankly, there there wasn't the talent that there is now today. And that's because you can play year-round and there's all these specialized programs. But a lot of the camps that are run, say, by the major leaguers are, you know, you have to pay to do it. You have to pay a lot of money to do it. And we figured, well, there's probably 10 or 15 of us that have grown up around here in the Valley area. Um, we've all, we all know each other because we played against each other and worked out together. And we said, what better way than to give back? We don't have all the money in the world right now, uh, keyword right now, but we do have time and we have the energy. And why not do a, create a community event where we can get so many different parties involved, such as the mom-and-pop shops to offer support, get families involved, um, get the Chamber of Commerce involved, get the newspapers going. I mean, there's so many people who can benefit by being a part of this, especially if we can get two, 300 families. I mean, there's thousands of kids in this area who would want to come to a free baseball camp. And, and I'll mention, you know, we're teaming up with Pepperdine. The camp was going to be in February, but we had too many prior commitments with but guys, some of my teammates are doing so well, they had to leave early for, for uh, spring training. And so we decided, you know what, we'll push it back till the fall, early fall, till September, and say we're going to create the best event we can, we can create, and those guys will all be back, ready to help out. And Pepperdine, I think the slogan is going to be pros making waves. It's going to be, I think, the last weekend in September. But really there's so much that people can do to be a part of this. And, and so many ProVisors members like yourself have really jumped on board and really tried to give me feedback and bounce ideas off me. So, so far, the process has been terrific. Well, I think that you're going to get a lot of local support, and you're right. Provisors, you know, um, you know, I think that because you're a Provisors member, um, in an organic way, without you having to push too hard, I think that a lot of the, you know, maybe small business owners are going to want to try to, you know, either donate their services in some in some fashion or support you in another way. So you happen to be in a really great place with a lot of um, great people who know a lot of people who are going to help you make it happen. So, so you're saying now that the clinic probably won't start until September? Right. And, and what I realized from trying to plan it the first time, trying to coordinate 15 baseball players like we talked about before, is very difficult. Um, not the most. Uh, I don't want to say flaky is the right word, but maybe top priorities are a little bit different or scattered for most of them. So, yeah, well, you know, uh, let me ask you a question. We're going to ta- have a break in a minute, but we could talk about this more and kind of 
brainstorm about it. Sure. A baseball clinic is a baseball clinic, but wouldn't it be interesting if you could recruit some um, pros from other sports to help you with the baseball clinic? Because I would bet you that there's some basketball players, although, you know, I, I, no, I would bet that there's some basketball players and hockey players and other type of pros that would be really into helping you with the community development. It's just an idea. No, yeah, I, I actually thought about that. The problem with trying to incorporate all the sports is that the seasons sometimes either overlap or, like with baseball, September and October are typically the down, the down months. Once I mean, once the season's done and playoffs are done, and but football is getting in full year, basketball is getting in full year. So is hockey. They're all fall winter sports. So it's difficult to assimilate everyone. You know, combine if they're still playing. If they're retired, well, that's they, true. That's true, Dustin. But there are a lot of people that are retired. Yeah. You know that people still know. True. So and particularly people who live in the Southern California area. Um, you know, you think of people who may have been with the Lakers at one time and now, you know, they're kind of not. I think that there's a whole audience of, you know, um, fairly known sports pros that you don't have to worry about their playing schedule. Uh-huh. And, you know, perhaps we could do a recruitment yeah, effort because um, I think that a lot of people would love to help out. So. Listen, we have to take a commercial break, and um, I want everybody to stay tuned to talk to um, former player with the Philadelphia Phillies, and that is Justin Blaine. Stay tuned, don't go away, and come right back. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, yachts, parties, festivals. At Rack and Roll Productions, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, book releases, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio. Rack and Roll Productions gets the job done whether it's an intimate party or a production with 2,000 people. In fact, you've probably seen and heard our work on the E! Channel, MTV, The Howard Stern Show, or in the pages of numerous newspapers and magazines. Now it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of Rack and Roll Productions. Visit us online at www.rackandrollentertainment, that's R-A-K-N-R-O-L-L, entertainment.com, or call 1-818-597-0700. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio. Rack and Roll Productions, we do it all. www.rakandrollentertainment.com. When you think about change in your life, do you think about yourself? How does that translate to growth in your business? The change we want to see in our business starts with ourselves as leaders and the impact we can make. Join host Linnea Hagen on a terrific journey that takes you from motivation to inspiration. Every Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time, listen for Abundance Leadership right here on the Voice America Business Network. Abundance Leadership. Grow your business. Grow yourself. 
Looking for a good time? We've got a show that will give you a wild ride. This show will make you feel good. And it's not even bad for you. You need your time to let loose. It's time for a feel-good party. Pull up to the computer, mix yourself a drink, and turn up the speakers. Happy Hour is here. Every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. It's called the biggest radio show in the world. Hosted by international personality and pundit, Michael DeMarco. You don't know what's coming next. The biggest radio show in the world on Voice America. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain inspired very fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Cindy Rakowitz. We're back, and we are with Justin Blaine, and we're talking about clinics, baseball clinics, to help children learn how to play baseball and get off of the streets and not stay in their houses and not just hear their parents talk about the economic doom and, bloom, doom and gloom to go out to a free clinic. So I say free as the keyword here. So if everybody's concerned about spending extra money, it is not the burden of the parents or the children. I think that Justin made it very clear that he would like for local sponsors to support the cause, just like the good old days. Right, Justin? Exactly right. <laughs> Remember, um, I don't know, where did you grow up? In Westlake. Okay, you grew up in Westlake. Well, in Queens, New York, and I'm, I'm sure that there was something similar here, there was something called, you know, the the booster clubs. Did you have that here? I, well, yeah, we had booster clubs throughout uh, throughout different levels of baseball. I don't know. It, it might have been different maybe back in New York, but is that similar to... I mean, it was very, very simple when you, you know, these, you know, kids would come around, and in New York, everybody's living in an apartment, right? It's not like L.A. in this house living. Right. And they would knock on doors, and they would say, and in those days, you didn't have to worry about a molester being on the other side of your door either, really, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> and, um, you know, they would come around with their little stickers that said Booster Club, right? Uh-huh. And, you know, you would give them whatever money you had, you know, a dollar, two dollars, three dollars, sort of like Girl Scout cookies or Boy Scout cookies, right? Mm-hmm. And you would give them, you know, even 50 cents if that's what you had. And they would give you a little booster sticker that people would put on their apartment doors. And every apartment door in the buildings that I visited, at least maybe 80% of them, had them. Because who's going to turn away a kid who's looking to support a free baseball team in their neighborhood, right? Yeah. So it's it's the same kind of concept. And I don't think people do that much these days. I still see the Girl Girl Scouts and the Boy Scouts, and I think that's very encouraging. It's a... Last bastion of old-fashioned goodness, okay? Yeah. But, you know, they, they sit in front of Ralph's or Vaughn's and Gelson's, and they sell their cookies, and I think that's great. I think the same model applies to what you're doing, um, you know, even though it's for sports. You know, it's the Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts of sports. They're learning right. how to play baseball, right? Well, I think that you bring up a good point. I mean, back then it was more it was a psychological Thing. I mean, if you weren't, if your neighbor had a booster sticker and you didn't, you felt bad about it, and so you wanted to be part of the cause too. Now, I mean, the booster clubs that we have 
are it's not a fifty cents or a dollar donation. I'm sure. Well, inflation. Listen, it was about thirty cents to get a slice of pizza then too. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, in college we had a couple nights like that, but not too often. <laughs> um, what the booster clubs now we had them when I was at University of San Diego. We had them, and it was an effort to build up the program. And I guess you kind of felt responsible, you know, that I went there. So I feel responsible that once I do come into some money after working for a while, that I do want to help out and give back and be one of the participants and seeing something come of it and seeing evolution to the program. But with this clinic, even if you, even if for whatever reason you're the person who says, you know what, I'm tired of, I donate to enough charities, blah, 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 that's fine. There, there actually is a benefit to advertising. That's why we say advertise slash sponsor. If you want to do it for the goodness of, of supporting kids and watching a community event unfold, then you're going to do it just to sponsor it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, if you want your business to be well-known, maybe you just started a business. I don't know how many of people have done that, at least in this environment. But if you have, it's a great opportunity to get your name out in front of 300, 400 households. And especially locally, within 10, 15 miles, everything's pretty close together. So there's really two fronts for it. And the best part about a baseball clinic is it doesn't cost much to operate or run. It's really the talent and knowledge of the baseball players who are going to have the biggest effect on the kids. Right. I would imagine, let's talk about this a little bit. Let's just give the broad strokes of the budget because I would imagine it's not very much. I mean, you know, what is what does the budget entail? I mean, you need a place to play, but you got Pepperdine supporting you, right? Right. Pepperdine supporting us. And, and for them, the, the coach over there, Steve Rodriguez, He's a great guy. Even though we were rivals in college when I was in San Diego, he really is charitably inclined. He, they do a lot of clinics um, at their field for using their own uh, their own players. But I talked to him. We sat down. He said he'd love to be a part of this. And really, yeah, I mean, maybe the, the, people could see the beautiful field at Pepperdine, which is one of the nicest venues probably anywhere in the country. But really, a clinic doesn't cost that much to run. I mean, you're looking at maybe if there's Two, three hundred kids there. You're looking at maybe eight to ten thousand dollars with food, with uh, equipment, um, with insurance, shirts, advertising. There isn't really much into it. Not that complex. Putting it together is a little difficult because there are a lot of loose ends that need to be tied up before you go into it. Um, such as things I really didn't even realize you need to have uh, molestation insurance. You know that concept never even you know. Well, I, I, I would, you know, in this day and time, I know. you would. And you have, here's how you have to think about the coverage and the way that the liabilities are, you know, worked out. You know, everything in insurance is statistics. You know that. Right. And, um, you know, as things get into the news about pe- people being abducted by people in the medical community and, you know, um, you know hurt, molested, you know, horrible things happen. So the insurance companies have to take the calculated risk that, unfortunately, because of other people's behavior, that that's a possibility. You know, it's nothing personal. <laughs> no, it's, it's true. And uh, yeah, so many, like, like we talked about before, uh, so many ProVisors members, uh, Brian Sullivan, Richard Sinopoli, and Blake, all great insurance guys, have really helped me kind of open my eyes to what some of the little things that you need to take care of before you go into this. I was a little blindsided by it, but... I guess it's part of running a, a clinic for the first time. Um, so that was interesting to note. But really, the clinic, if it's eight to $10,000, you could have four to five sponsors, pay a couple thousand, or 10 to 12 sponsors, 
you know, pay 800 bucks to 1000 bucks, which really, I mean, if they have any kind of advertising budget, I don't see any more direct contact than, than using it with, and having the, on top of that, the added value of it being a community event where you're really, people are recognizing the fact that maybe they don't know that you're doing it for the advertising purpose, but there is a community feel to it, too. Oh, absolutely. Now, let me ask you a question. Um, because it's run as a free clinic, and I think that you're giving a lot of your time to it, can you um, register it as a 501c3 not-for-profit? Well, that's, that's interesting. I, have, I started a baseball company a couple of years ago called MySportsLessons.com, and what we originally intended to do was make it just that, make it a, a nonprofit website where we matched professional athletes of all sports, like you mentioned before, um, with kids in any area across the country who are looking for quality instruction. And so far, we just got the website done last year. So this is going to be kind of in conjunction with the clinic in that My Sports Lessons is going to be an avenue for, for the instructors to get their name out. So not only are they giving their time, but they're advertising themselves. And as far as a non-for-profit, we didn't register it, I guess, legally like that, but that's the direction we want to take it. Okay, well, I will give you a little input. You know me. I told you you could always count on me as Absolutely. being your sort of volunteer PR chief marketing officer type. Absolutely. Since I have experience in that arena, and I, you know, what I might suggest is, is it's not difficult to talk to one of the, your provisor colleagues who work in, you know, not-for-profit not for law, mm-hmm. and I think that they can help you um, apply for the 501c3 tax okay. status. And, you know, the, the good news is once you submit your application that has to be reviewed, um, you can say that you're operating as a not-for-profit until you get your official not-for-profit status. And I work with a lot of not-for-profit companies. So, um, you know, staying within the provisor's um, loyalty game, yeah. there's, a, there's a lawyer who I had on my show, um, I don't know, probably about four or five months ago, and um, his name is Martin Trippiano. He's okay. a provisor's member. He's with the Universal City Group. Mm-hmm. And I think that he might help you out. I mean, you know, this is what he does for a living. So you might want to talk to him. I think the advice that I have pertaining to not-for-profit, I think you're apt to maybe get more sponsors than you originally thought. So that's the upside of it. And there's really no downside except for the administration that's required to right. apply for your 501, you know, the 501c3 status. So you see, on my public relations show, I always try to share experience to help Help make projects better. <laughs> that. Thank you. That's, a, that's great. I'm going to look him up then later on today. Um, yeah, and he, you know, tell him I referred you to talk to him, and, you know, I think that he could give you some helpful advice. It seems to me from the way that you're describing it that it can very well fall into, you know, that area. Mm-hmm. And um, even though it might not be um, not for profit, Tax status-wise, you could certainly tell everybody that there's a volunteer element to it and um, a community relations-based event and really trying to help 
people get their kids out there and, again, off of the streets or, you know, we don't want kids to get bored. You want to give them a focus. It's team building and confidence building and all of the things that go along with any kind of sport, right? Right, and, and one, of the, uh, one of the other things that I really am excited about with it is anything, any of the funds left over uh, after the expenses are deducted, we are going to try to create a scholarship fund for a local kid who, you know, maybe has a tough time affording college around here or whatnot. But hopefully that'll be something that, uh, that people really get behind and maybe even contribute to that as well. And I think that, you know, it's going to start slow, but it's something that I'll be real proud of if we can help get a kid, to, you know, through college based on it. That's a whole other element. And, I, you know, first you got to, you know, build the foundation, then you got to right. build the house. But we could talk more about that in the next segment. But I think that your ideas are great. I support it, help you get it done. Stay tuned with more with Justin Blaine in the segment. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, yachts, parties, festivals. At Rack and Roll Productions, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, book releases, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio. Rack and Roll Productions gets the job done whether it's an intimate party or a production of 2,000 people. In fact, you've probably seen and heard our work on the E! Channel, MTV, The Howard Stern Show, or in the pages of numerous newspapers and magazines. Now it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of Rack and Roll Productions. Visit us online at www.rackandrollentertainment, that's R-A-K-N-R-O-L-L, entertainment.com, or call 1-818-597-0700. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio. Rack and Roll Productions, we do it all. www.rakandrollentertainment.com. Radio by George is a lifestyle program dedicated to improving the lives of listeners by focusing on the holistic growth of their mind, body, and spirit. Host Eddie George shares his life experiences as well as the experiences of his guest commentators and experts with the listening audience to focus them toward reaching their personal and professional goals. Tune in every Monday afternoon at 1 p.m. PST, 4 p.m. EST to Radio by George on the Voice America channel and learn more from the life experiences of a man who went from being a somewhat unruly kid in the streets of Philadelphia to a retired professional athlete who has become a role model for not only young people, but for businessmen and women globally. Plan to spend your Monday afternoons with Eddie George and his empowering talk radio show, Radio by George. That's every Monday at 1 p.m. PST, right here on the Voice America channel. If you've tried everything on the market and can't seem to get the radiant results you want from your skincare routine, it's time you stop shopping and start listening. 
Skin Health Today will help you take charge and start making smart choices for a lifetime of radiant skin and positive self-image. Join host Celeste Hilling and her esteemed panel of experts every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for Skin Health Today on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Cindy Rakowitz has won more awards than she can hang on her wall, including three Clios. Call in now at 1-866-472-5788, and you can have one. Okay, maybe not, but she will answer your questions. Now back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. We're back with Justin Blaine. He played with the Philadelphia Phillies. He wants to take his baseball expertise and bring it to the community and build a free baseball clinic to um, draw a lot of kids and teach them team-building baseball, respect, all of the good things that a good kid needs to learn in life. And, um, you know, I, for one, am helping him call for sponsors because I really believe in Lacazette. And with an affiliation with Pepperdine, um, you're not really too shabby in terms of your environment. you got the ocean right across the street. Would it be on Pepperdine's campus, Justin? Yeah, it would, right on the field that, that overlooks the ocean. Okay, I didn't want to go into the whole ocean advertisement unless I knew for sure that. You know, you know Pepperdine could have, like, had, True. you know, another venue planned for you, and that wouldn't have been... No, you're right, but there there is no more beautiful location to play baseball than at Pepperdine. No, no. And where did you go to school? Went to the University of San Diego, which I can't complain about. Uh, it was also beautiful. Our far field, instead of looking over the ocean, looked over the, well, in, about a few miles away, but looked over the bay. Nice. Very, very nice. Very nice. Very nice place. Good environment to be a part of. Well, let me, it must have been really tough, though, for a, Calibor- a Southern California boy like you to have to go to those very freezing places back east, albeit baseball season is the summertime, but I'm sure that you got chilly sometimes. Well, I'll tell you this. My, uh, my dad grew up in Gary, Indiana, and went to school at Dartmouth in Michigan. And I tried to go to Michigan to follow his footsteps. I took a recruiting trip out there, and I almost froze to death. And it was November. <laughs> and I'm telling you that I had two jackets, a sweatshirt on, and people were in T-shirts and shorts because they thought it was the nicest day they'd ever seen. And so that kind of confirmed my decision that I needed to stay out in Southern California. We, we, East, Ca- we East Coasters laugh at you. <laughs> I know, I know. We laugh, we laugh. I mean, you know, okay, you know, your dad certainly knows, being a Midwestern boy, what the cold is like, and he probably lets all of you... Oh, yeah. You and your brothers and sisters know that all the time, but um, you know it's so funny as um, you know a New York girl to hear people say, "Oh my God, it's freezing!" And I'm like, "Are you are you high?" <laughs> <laughs> well, I got quite a culture shock when I, when I got drafted to the Phillies. They sent me to upstate New York, Batavia. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Of course, of course. And the summer was is really hot and humid there. And so I was thinking, okay, well, this is what it's going to be like. I can deal with the hot and the humid, just how Florida is. But then the next April, I went to New Jersey. And New Jersey in April is horrible. It was our first few games. It was well, like, sure, it's still winter. Even uh, though spring comes March 21st, i got to tell you, April in New Jersey is still winter, dog. <laughs> about 19 degrees. 
Yeah, I mean, it's so like um, it still snows on the East Coast, you know, through about April 15th through the 20th. So, I mean, you know, yeah, I'm sure you didn't like it, particularly having to just be in your baseball uniform without your parker. <laughs> it was an eye-opener, to say the least. Um, but it made you play harder, didn't it? You had to get into the sweat mode and warm up your body really quickly. But it's challenging. It's challenging. Oh, it absolutely is. But, you know, you're right. You, had to, you really had to stay mentally focused and not worry about the weather, or else your play would suffer dramatically. It's a, it's the one time where you say, oh, my God, can I run more? And, you know, maybe it will, maybe it will just motivate you to run faster to, you know, make the three bases in the home run, because if you're running really fast and not paying attention to the ball, but you're just paying attention to be, staying warm, you're going to run even faster. No, you're right, and, and <laughs> but it's easier for the position players. When I was a, I was a pitcher, so oh my god, <laughs> no, you had to stay still until you were swinging, you poor thing. <laughs> oh, it was it was really difficult in the sense that we're you know there's eleven or twelve pitchers on the staff, and so you're all huddled together in the dugout and just trying to get through the game. And then then one game it was when it was snowing, I had to come in, warm up real quick, and pitch, and it was so difficult to get to get up and get the energy to get going when all the, the hitters. They were already warmed up because they've been doing it for two hours. Yeah, no, no, I, I understand. I feel your pain. I feel your pain. I mentioned to you before that I kind of grew up with the New York Mets. The closest that I really got to hanging out with them was a um, really funny story. I, I worked with the local TV station in New York, and I'm sure you're familiar with it because it's a super station, WORTV. Right. And it is the, it's the major sports station for anybody that follows New York sports you could get WR on cable and watch everything from the Knicks to the Nets to, you know, the Mets to the Rangers to the Islanders. So it's it's pretty popular nationally for all those New York fans. What happened was back in the day um, when I was a little freshman in the working world, there was a broadcast strike. The tech, the you know, the engineers went on strike. So I was management. So guess what they did? They knew that the they knew that there was going to be, um, a, you know, a tech strike, broadcast strike. So they trained all the managers to use the equipment so that WRTV would, in essence, still be operational um, without putting engineers in the bad position of having to cross the picket line because in New York, you know, that could get very ugly. So we all learned different trades, us managers, even though I was a publicity person, um, to keep everything operational during the strike. So wow. guess what I got? I got to be the audio person for Shea Stadium at the New York Mets during the, during the baseball broadcast. I made a lot of money because I did weekends and double time and overtime, and it was an addition to my regular job. But I became, like, the best audio engineer that there was from the management team. <laughs> So I got to do the Mets from inside of the control room, and that was, like, really, really cool. I mean, like, you know, they would all come in and say, hey, and we would all hang out there. I was allowed. I had a pass to go on the field. I mean, you know, I was the shit, you know. <laughs> Pretty exciting. So the the hardest part, and you would never, I don't know if you would ever know this as a pitcher or even being a player, but it was my responsibility to pop um, the bat, the the bat mic 
every time the player was about to hit the ball. So what people take for granted is that they're hearing ball-to-bat contact when they're watching television, right. but it's not. There's a person on the audio panel that has to do the pop and, you know, make sure the no happens way. exactly at the same time that the ball hits the bat. Yeah, I always thought that was just from Major League and some of the baseball movies that they had to do that. I didn't know that was actually in real life. Well, but come on! I mean, the Mets are major league. No, no, no! I meant, I meant the uh, the movie. Oh, oh, from Major League the movie. Uh, no, it, you know what? If you if the if that audio person is off, you're going to hear the the pop at the wrong time that the ball is making contact with it. That was a lot of pressure for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, so what happens if you guys swings and misses, and you're still and you back? Well, you, that's why you have to watch very, very carefully. Okay. I mean, you know. I, that was like the most challenging part of running the audio panel. I mean, I had all the commentators, you know, color commentary, uh, you know, um, I, everybody's mics and, you know, the field, and I, everybody had their own mic, and then I had to worry about the bat. Wow. <laughs> it was a lot of pressure. Sounds <laughs> like a fun job, though. It was probably the most fun I ever had in my entire life. I don't know why I didn't end up to be an audio engineer because it really was a lot of fun. But enough about that and more about you. I frequently kind of, you know, go into tangents and... That's right. I like the story. Yeah, well, it's a good baseball story. It's one thing that you would never have guessed about me, right? Never. Never would have guessed it. Okay. Well, we could do another show on what other things you may not guess about me because I'm full (laughs) of surprises, but... I want to go back to talking about this. We talked before a little bit about, you know, um, having the baseball clinic, um, you know, eventually raise money for college assistance and scholarships. And I think that's awesome. And what I was going to say is, you know, I said you got to walk before you run. You know, first you got to build this. And once it becomes popular... And once it becomes ingrained in people's minds, then it's easy to take to the national level where this clinic might be supported for scholarship support and purposes, and that's a whole other um, trust fund of people, <laughs> or I should say brain trust of people, <laughs> trust and they're the same you. thing, <laughs> <laughs> um, where you could tap into for, you know, for educational assistance and college assistance and stuff like that. I I think that's really terrific, really terrific. Well, I think that, you know, you're right. You need to crawl before you stand, walk before you run. And and, and it's true. I mean, if if this can be successful on the local level here in Southern California, you know, for a couple of years and build a tradition, you know, word of mouth is is pretty, um, pretty exciting because if it does go well how I intend it to, then, yeah, and down the road we can expand it to other big baseball cities. And hopefully, I know it's maybe the dream is a little bit off in the distance, but I mean, I can't think of a better personal satisfaction than being able to create a scholarship fund just from free baseball clinics where you have a couple of kids from across the country getting to go to college because of this. I mean, that would be a big-time personal achievement. Absolutely. Well, what did Kevin Costner say in Field of Dreams? If you build it, they will come. How did I know you would know that? Because <laughs> uh, it's one of my favorite movies. <laughs> so I repeatedly watch it. I mean, you know, you could go sit in Pepperdine and just kind of sit there like Kevin Costner. I mean, I don't want you to be talking to ghosts or anything. Right. But <laughs> Not yet. I'm too young for that. <laughs> I mean, but if they help and if they have a budget, yeah. maybe. 
they want to support it, then I'll, then I'll talk to anybody. <laughs> but, um, you know, I think that you're starting off on the right, you know, in the right place, and um, I'm really glad that you're going to get it going in September. And, you know, if you could get some, you know, pros and teammates to help you, great. I wouldn't limit it just to baseball. I wouldn't limit it to people who are still actively playing. It's the retired athletes can be a major asset to you. Okay. Um, and, you know, it's silly, but you don't, again, you don't have to really limit it to baseball. You know, we have to end this segment, and, Justin, we have one more segment. I told you this would go really fast. But yeah, it does. It, you know, stay tuned, stand by. More with Justin in a second. We'll be right back for our last segment. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, yachts, parties, festivals. At Rack and Roll Productions, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, book releases, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio. Rack and Roll Productions gets the job done whether it's an intimate party or a production with 2,000 people. In fact, you've probably seen and heard our work on the E! Channel, MTV, The Howard Stern Show, or in the pages of numerous newspapers and magazines. Now it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of Rack and Roll Productions. Visit us online at www.rackandrollentertainment. That's R-A-K-N-R-O-L-L entertainment.com. Or call 1-818-597-0700. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio. Rack and Roll Productions. We do it all. www.rakandrollentertainment.com. Listen up. Conceive Magazine is now on the air, live, and on demand on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. Hosted by Kim Hahn, founder of Conceive Magazine. Conceive On Air offers comfort and emotional support to women contemplating starting or expanding their family by consulting noted professional experts and by sharing the insights and experiences of others. Kim wants to share her experiences to educate and empower women. Conceive On Air is the only complete resource destination that inspires and informs future moms about their fertility on the journey to parenthood. Conceive On Air with Kim Hahn, celebrating the creation of families. Are you ready to go green? You've asked, and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and new innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. 
Get free advice from crisis communications guru Cindy Rakowitz now. Call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now let's get back to more Stars of PR. Here's your host and founder of Rack and Roll Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. I'm Cindy Rakowitz, Blackman Rakowitz Public Relations. Thank you to the engineer for telling me it's about time we have to update my promo spot because it's something that I just didn't get around to doing. And we're in our final segment with Justin Blaine, and he's talking about his baseball clinic. And, Justin, you have a name for the clinic, too. We haven't talked about it throughout the whole show, and I apologize. Go ahead and tell everybody. It's, uh, it, well, since it's in conjunction with Pepperdine Baseball, we decided it'd be a little catchy if it was pros making waves. I know, and we had fun. I know that our promo department had fun with, like, Justin Blaine makes waves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very, very cute. Right. Pros making waves, right? That's right. No, I think that's very, very clever, and I think that it will be an attention getter for potential sponsors. Um, I was thinking during the commercial break of other people that you can sort of visit or hit up or tell that it would be nice if they supported you. And in the provisor's um, community, um, and outside of the provisor's community, you know, they have these baseball rotisserie leagues. You know all about those, right? Yeah. And, um, yeah, they're kind of how grown men, professional men, on the most part, can make believe they're kids again. <laughs> right. <laughs> and they could, you know, um, sort of make their bets, if you will, on players. <laughs> yeah, you know, I've been recruited or solicited or however you want to look at it a few times already since I retired. I've become like a a blue chip recruit for these Sunday rotisserie type leagues to uh, to either get advice or you know to participate. So, yeah, well, you're you know right. what? Grown it's... men trying to relive their youth. And... You know what it is? It's grown men playing with their baseball cards and looking for the bubble gum. <laughs> <laughs> I I can say that safely because I'm married to another provisor member who okay. is a rotisserie league. Participant, and you know that's David Adelman from Greenberg and Bass, and I'm sure that maybe if you're not recruited, some of these people might be guilted into <laughs> wanting to help you <laughs> with pros making ways. Well, you know, however it needs to happen. I'll <laughs> but um, you know, it's um, I mean, look, the rotisserie leagues are—it's a very fun way for grown men to kind of act like children and yeah. really get into the baseball thing, you know? Well, what's funny is uh, a bunch of my teammates and friends, we, we try to do a couple of those fantasy baseball leagues, you know, every year, and just like the grown people. And um, one of the guys who was in my league got got called up to the major leagues last year, and he still had a team. And so someone else picked him up, if you can imagine that, actually drafted him while he was playing in the major leagues. And so it was, it was very surreal that we were, we're focusing on players who we don't know, but then all of a sudden one of our buddies is in the major leagues and is on TV, gave up a home run to David Wright in his first at-bat. Oh, that, oh you gave, go David Wright, yes. <laughs> I actually have his jersey. Oh. <laughs> that is hilarious. Yeah, it's, it's, life imitates art, art imitates life, right? <laughs> Justin, are you with us? Yeah, I'm still here. Oh, okay. I thought I lost you for a minute. I didn't want you to go yet. We have another few minutes left of the show. So, um, 
you know, tell, tell me if I'm a sponsor, what would you be saying to me if I'm a potential sponsor? If you're a sponsor, I would tell you two things. I would say in this economy, get your name known, brand yourself locally, not only for business, but also as, you know, as you're such an expert in PR, it's goodwill. It shows that you care about the community. Um, there's so many benefits for everyone involved. Uh, if nothing else, you can come out and watch some great baseball instruction being taught. It's going to be a really fun day, if nothing else. And there's no, it's just a way for people to forget everything else that's going on, going on and participate in something that could really be, get off the ground because there's no real agenda. I mean, you know, people will say, well, what's in it for you? And I'll say, you know what, selfishly, I want to become a leader in the community. And this is the way that I, I know how to do it, is by offering the skills and, and knowledge of a certain area that, that I've grown up with. And so, yeah, I, I do want to be recognized for promoting community involvement, um, goodwill towards helping kids. And that's what I would tell sponsors, is that you can not only profit business-wise, uh, but and for cheap, you know, if you for a thousand dollars, I don't even know what advertising costs, but I know it's it's pretty expensive these days, and and you're participating in something that's going to be a really special event. No, oh, and again, they are going to get their visibility within the community as well, right? Um, you know, if there's, you know, if somebody from you know, a newspaper wants to cover it. The sponsors will be mentioned, you know. Absolutely. So it's it's really ongoing visibility and saying something positive about business today. I mean, I you know, listen, we're not even going to talk about what you do for a living day in, day out, because then, you know, we're going to get into trouble. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. But, um, you know, it's um, you're you're in a very, very tough place. I mean, you know, without going too far into it, we know that you're in the money management industry. Right. And, um, you know, you've, you you you, you got to really be tough, you know. You have to keep people's confidence up. You have to do everything that you're going to be doing for the kids on the team. Yeah. Uh, you, you bring up a good point, though, about the uh, four of the sponsors that I kind of slipped my mind is uh, Tim Gallagher, one of the ProVisors members who was uh, the editor of the Ventura County Star, I believe, Right, is, right. Uh, he has told me that he's going to be able to get an article done for it. Uh, Fantastic. And I talked to a, a guy over who does sports column for the Daily News, and he's going to be—he's the one of the feature writers, and he's going to do a couple of articles as we get going. So the visibility will be there. And the LA Times sports people, I think, would love it too. And I think so too. I mean, there's—it's not even—it shouldn't even be a hard pitch, especially when everyone can be involved, and this is a great way just for the sponsors to get additional visibility, like you mentioned. Oh, it's true, and you got to use your facts. You know, you have to use your bio as part of the draw. I mean, you played pro, you got to use it. Right. I mean, you know, that's what's going to attract the L.A. Times, uh-huh. I think. Um, you know, who, you know, they have a fairly decent sports section, so. <laughs> They're slightly well-known. A little bit. I've worked with them before. I think you'll find them to be nice people. Good. And, um, yeah, I think that you have, I think we touched upon all the fundamental elements of getting this thing together, and guess what? We are heading toward the end. Are you wow. sad? <laughs> it went very fast, much faster than I anticipated. I told you, that's what all my guests tell me. Where did it go? But here's the good news. Um, tomorrow, you could go on to www.brpublicrelations.com, and your show should be up on the homepage. You can also download it from www.voiceamerica.com. 
and the show is yours to market. You could play it for advertisers and um, entertain them with your range of subject matter expertise <laughs> and at least, you know, relate to them that you've given marketing and PR a lot of thought and community relations and perhaps, um, you know, a scholarship fund one day. So it shows a wide range of commitment and um, certainly defines what you want to do and getting kids to learn baseball for free. Across the street from the Pacific Ocean on the Pepperdine campus is not a bad thing. No, it's not a bad place to have some fun. And, um, you know, and, and Justin's a pretty nice guy, so I think he'll make it fun for everybody. I'm sure that you would not want to see a frown on anybody's face. Nope. No, no, but so, um, I yeah, thank, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Well, it was a pleasure. I know it was a little early. Did you end up getting into the office early to do this? I did. I, a couple of people looked at me as if I was crazy that I was in there so early. But I mean, oh, you're aggressive. You want to look at the markets really, really early in the day. I can't wait to look at these terrific markets. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, you have a great day. I wish you the best of luck with this, and I have a feeling you're going to have a lot of supporters. I appreciate it. I'll, uh, I'll look forward to seeing you soon. All right. You take care, and thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Please come back next and every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific time for more insider information on the world of public relations with Cindy Rakowitz on Stars of PR. We'll see you next week.